0: welcome to our show Film Talk with AJ Dean. I'm AJ Dean, your host. And tonight we have a very special VIP in the building, Isabel Drian. She is a director, producer, screenwriter, and uh, so much more. So we want to give her a super warm welcome. We're going to talk to her. Have a great night. Hello, Isabel. How Hi. are you? And welcome.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm super happy to be here.
0: I'm super happy to have you. Uh, You're an absolute delight and so beautiful. And uh, I know you're in Los Angeles, but we're gonna talk a little bit about Canada. And before that, I would like to give a very special thank you and acknowledgement to Patricia Chica for introducing Isabel to us. Patricia is a wonderful and amazing director and filmmaker. And she has her chi energy, which we love. And isn't that nice? We just want to say hello to Patricia, right, Isabel? Yeah. <laughs> hello, Patricia. And we love you, Patricia. Isn't that right?
1: Yes. Patricia and I have a lot in common. We're both from Montreal and we both, uh, you know, directors and writers and being in LA. So we're both bi coastal. So, yes.
0: She is wonderful and one of uh, a beautifully dear friend and one of the best film directors uh, for New Hollywood. Um, We love her. Okay, so welcome, Isabel. Uh, This is your night. It's uh, about you. And uh, this is your special night. Uh, You are very special as a filmmaker. And I want to talk about what's on the screen right now. First of all, Um, before we get into your background, um, you you specialize in rom coms. Uh, coming of age and holiday films, and with high concept stories. So we've got two on the screen right now, The Holiday Swap and Christmas on the Rocks. And I love these posters. They're beautifully done. You know, they're like the traditional Hollywood studio posters, which I love. And a lot of people collect, you know. Um, So can you tell us a little bit about uh, about the holiday swap and Christmas on the Rocks.
1: Well, uh, so I'm a Chris, You know, I write uh, Christmas uh, holiday uh, rom coms. Uh, I've had quite good success with it. I've had uh, five movies made produced over an eighteen month period as a screenwriter so I don't direct those and I don't produce them I write them Um, I work with uh, Lane Schefter Bishop and a company in Canada which um, is now uh, has been dismantled and I think has a new name and I'm not sure what the new name is but with a Canadian producer Canadian uh, American producer and um, you know I fell into it I was writing horror and thrillers (laughs) And I wrote a pilot with Lane and uh, at the end of 2019, she came to me and said, hey, how do you feel about writing a Christmas movie? And so I was like, well, I could try. And so I wrote one called Secret Santa and uh, the producers loved it. They green lit it and then they liked what I did and they kept coming back. So, uh, and because of the pandemic, we got delayed for one year. But in 2021, we got two made. And then in 2022, we got three. So it's been a really good partnership. Uh, yeah, and- so five movies over an 18-month period.
0: Fantastic. And congratulations on that. I think I saw Secret Santa. That was worldwide, right? I mean, that was... Yes,
1: actually, it was. It was. And that one is an original. The other ones are adaptations.
0: Wow. So wow. Yes. This is amazing. You must feel so um appreciated because you know as you said you were writing horror and then you have this opportunity come up and it's perfect for you 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 have able, been able to write not everyone can write holiday movies but we love holiday movies i mean i i adore them and i know so many people right it's a big genre
1: people love them I didn't know this now I mean now you know um, I teach uh, how to write a, a Christmas movie in 21 days to aspiring writers because it is a really good gateway to the industry uh, you know they're lower budget they don't need stars and they write and it's a one year cycle so uh, in March people kept asking me and uh, I decided to do a master class and from there it took off and now I'm doing boot camps and uh so okay you know, I, it's like i fell into it and now it's like it's the gift that keeps on gifting right it's like uh, it's amazing yeah and uh so a lot of people uh love them like 80 million people watch them every year they make about 180 movies every single year So it's been, uh, yeah, I mean, it's incredible. So there's a lot of opportunities for, I don't know if there's a a lot of aspiring screenwriters uh, watching the show or listening to the show, but it's definitely something to think about.
0: What a blessing. And this is phenomenal. Uh, How can people take your classes, Isabel, if they're interested?
1: Yes, so I have a website called 21dayscreenplay.com. And um, the website, all the information about the class and the master class and the boot camp is on there. And I have a class coming up on October 14 and a boot camp coming next week. But the boot camp sold out in like 24 hours. So now I, now I have a waiting list. <laughs> Oh, that's. So like said, it's like I didn't expect any of this, you know. I, I was, you know, I wrote one, and then it just kind of snowballed. And I think when you have success, it, you know, it's like this vibration and this energy that keeps uh, attracting opportunities. And and uh, and now I try to help others to do the same.
0: Oh, this is delightful. This is so you're so special, and thank you for doing that. Uh, it's wonderful to hear. All the things of how you're helping others Uh yes you've been blessed you have this gift and it's your destiny, you know I say that. um uh, Here and there on my show when I resonate with the people who are, this is their gift, this is the, this is what you should be doing Isabel it feels so right in every part in every way doesn't
1: it. Yes. I mean, you know, it's like sometimes, uh, you know how, what is it, John Lennon that said uh, life happens to you when you make other plans. It's like, (laughs) you know, like, but at the same time, this is such a great opportunity, uh, and now I'm having other opportunities come my way that are not in the Christmas uh, genre and uh, starting to write thrillers again and coming of age this year, I wrote three coming of age. And uh, so it's kind of, uh, I want to go back to directing. So I think, you know, all the success is bringing me, you know, it's like, uh, you know, you take a, a door opens, you take, You walk in and then you keep uh, building from there, you know, the careers is everybody's got a different path and you have to see where uh, where it takes you.
0: Yes, uh, uh, wonderfully 100%. And Isabel, um, how did you meet uh, Patricia Chica?
1: Oh, I, well, Patricia and I are from Montreal. And so um, in, we met in 2010, actually, in, uh, there's a, a women director organization, and they do these, uh, you know, get together. And I just came back. So I lived in Asia for 10 years before uh, before uh, be, you know deciding that I wanted to make movies I mean it's a long story so I started as an actress in New York and LA and in the 2000 I gave up and I was like okay that's it I, I have enough I went on a trip around the world ended up in Asia and for 10 and stayed there for 10 years I um I opened the first licensed bookstore of Laos and and ended up staying there for 10 years but then the bug of making movies you know when you have it it's really hard to get rid of it so I was peaceful for 10 years but then it kept you know like tugging at me and and I thought like if I you know like it's the question like if if at the end of your life if you you know what regrets will you have and i thought if i don't make a movie or if i don't make movies i will regret it so i just i packed my life and then moved back to montreal and i met patricia right when i came back i um i launched a uh web series like a digital series like a streamer for short content for montreal in french Uh, So I launched a platform as soon as I got to Montreal and started uh, working in the web series world, and that's how we met.
0: (laughs) Incredible, incredible. And, um, you know, it's in your you have such a passion for filmmaking and cinema and film. And it's so lovely to see. So I love that you met Patricia because it was, you know, it's like like like-minded goes to the same and the the same um, vibration and the same frequency, all of that good stuff. So- And
1: I moved to LA in 2013 and I think she moved to LA in 2014. So we've we've had that, our our path keeps crossing.
0: (laughs) Isn't that wonderful? I just, I love hearing stories like that. It's meant to be. And another author who you may know, James Doc Mason, uh, he is very excited to watch this interview. He made a comment, isn't that nice? Tell us how you know James Doc
1: Mason. I love James. He was just actually, uh, you know, he came to watch my web, my live webinar last week, and he's been so supportive. I love him, <laughs> and he's got a great book out now. So like, about log lines, and he's doing so well. So it's always nice to see your friends doing great.
0: Yes, he. It's mastering the log line by James Doc Mason. Check it out. It's really great. But it's wonderful to hear his support of you, and isn't it a nice feeling? with other authors and filmmakers to have that support it's like um it's like an acknowledgement saying you know you it's like a pat on the back isn't it isabel
1: yeah i have to tell you like at the beginning of the pandemic uh you know like the isolation uh i really turned (laughs) i really turned to facebook and uh started making friends on facebook and being like the biggest cheerleader of everyone because Uh it just made me feel so good you know and Mm -hmm. and i mean coincidentally this is when i my career took off and i i always think like it's the energy that i put out there to support others that like just came around and uh and blessed me with with so much uh luck and and opportunities in the last few years but. It's been, uh, and that's how I met James, actually, through, I mean, a lot of the people I meet through Facebook. Yeah, it's a great. We're supposed to meet in real life. We're supposed to meet in real life very soon.
0: (laughs) It's a great, it's a great place. I'm so thankful for Facebook as well. And um, yes, I thank you so, thanks so much for sharing about. Uh, through the pandemic, and that you reached out. And I think a lot of this did at that same time, Isabel. And it was, it's so good to do that, supporting one another. Um, It definitely is the way. And, uh, but I did want to mention a little bit, you touched on a little bit about being an actress. Did you, you said you had enough. Is it really hard? It's hard to be an actress, isn't it? Tell us about that. Oh,
1: well, I I think I always wanted to, like I wanted to make movies and as a woman, I guess my thought was, okay, I'll, I'll be an actress. You know, I, it never came through, you know, uh, in my mind that I could be a, a director at the time. Um, but so I grew up thinking I'm gonna be an actress, I'm gonna make movies. Um, and uh, the biggest movie fan, like watching everything even from a very young age and then so I come from a town that no one speaks English and so I learned English and you know I have a paper in my handwriting saying I'm gonna move to Los Angeles at 10 years old. Oh you do? (laughs) Yeah, I do. Wow. <laughs> it was my biggest dream, moved to LA. And I, you know, I had no idea what, what it was, but basically, and then I started, I was fascinated with the Actors Studio and Lee Strasberg. And at the time, the, the method was the, the very popular uh, technique. And so uh, I moved to New York and I went to Lee Strasberg and I studied theater. I founded a theater company, did some theater there. And then I moved to LA, Um, but you know, at the time, you know, I have an accent, I mean, it's just the way it is, but it's not typical French and it's not, you know, it's kind of, and at the time I used to have a coach, I was even lesser, but still there. And so I would go to French uh, role parts and it was like, you're not French enough. And I wasn't American enough. And it was just like, uh, it became very, very frustrating. And, Mm And there was a moment where I was like, okay, I got enough. And I just left and I was like, I I need a break. So I went Mm -hmm. around the world and I thought I was coming back, but I didn't. (laughs) I didn't for a long time.
0: Amazing. And, And why did you pick Asia?
1: Uh well I was traveling alone and I always dreamed of coming going to Asia and Thailand so I landed in Thailand I didn't have like the plan exactly I mean I went to Europe and then I moved I went to Bangkok and from there I had uh, multiple options I was thinking age India Philippines I Indonesia And then people were talking about Laos because Laos just opened up the year before to tourism. So it was very authentic. And on a whim, I just went for a couple of weeks. I ended up in a small town called Luang Prabang for two days. And I fell in love with the place. And after two days, I pushed and then I stayed a week. And a week later, I had rented a house for 10 years (laughs) Because the, the lease over there are very long. So I rented the house, I paid two years in advance. I basically took all the money I had to, to rent the house. And then, uh, and then opened the bookstore and met the right people. I mean, it was just like a lightning in a bottle. I felt that I was like a messenger that I needed to be there and I thought I'll be there a few weeks then it turned into a few months and then it turned into 10 years (laughs) and Mm -hmm. two kids you know I met my partner my ex-partner but uh we you know ended up two kids four businesses 50 employees and then I realized like oh okay I've done that now I want to do something else so I just um I mean, I still have my bookstore, I sold the other businesses, but uh, mm-hmm. right now it's closed since the pandemic, we have to reopen, but mm-hmm. I've been so busy making movies and teaching and all that, that I I have to find the time, but I now I wrote a movie, I wrote a screenplay about this, uh, this experience of me moving to Laos and meeting this young boy who loved uh, books, and becoming his guardian. And so I wrote a coming of age about that. And that's that's my passion project for, uh, it's called Love Letter to Laos. And um, this is the one I'm, you know, everything I do is kind of like to get to that point. <laughs> I get to that one.
0: So that's what you're working on now. What a beautiful story. And it's based on, uh, you know, part of your life is in it. So this is gonna be a wonderful, I can't wait to see it and hear more about it. Um, is it in the, um, what stage is it in, in pre-production? it's
1: development. No, it's just it development. development. I'm still working on the script. Uh, now I have a couple of people that are joining, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's still early, but, um, you know, th- these very personal stories take a lot longer than 21 days.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's, <laughs> so it's,
1: it's. I've been working on it for a couple of years, but now I went to Cannes um, and met a lot of people. Yes. I have yes, I and I have people that I that are you know gravitating around. So maybe uh, very cool stuff to announce soon. But uh, you know we'll we'll see. we'll see. Great,
0: great. I did want to since you brought it up. That was one of my questions on here. You went to Khan and it was incredible. Um, I, I saw your photos and I was um, so happy to see your Instagram posts and your stories. <laughs> And I felt like I was a friend a distant at a distance but a friend, along with you and you were taking us along all of your friends, it was a it was beautiful what you did because you shared. uh, The challenges and the wins and the beautiful experiences that you that you had so thank you for that Isabel.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it was my first time. So this year I went to Sundance for the first time. I went to Cannes for the first time. Sundance was... Oof. Sundance was tough. Uh the climate, I mean, I you know, I'm from a very, very cold town, but I'm not really good with the cold. I don't know if I'm gonna go back to Sundance, but definitely going back to con. Yeah. Uh con was absolutely extraordinary. The people, the energy. I mean, if I had known what con is, the, the experience I would have gone long time ago. Really? Um, and I'm going back this year because I'm uh last year after khan i was a guest speaker at this retreat uh, the good word uh retreat in greece it follows right after khan and uh, last year i was a guest speaker i got my master class but next year i'm going back as a me- as a full mentor so i'm going back to khan again and wow. to greece So, um, you know, if people want to come to Greece with us, they can go to the Good Writer Retreat. Um, I think, no, it's the Good, I forget their, damn, I forget their URL, but just Google it. It's the Good Writer Retreat, uh, the Good Word Writer Retreat
0: the good word writer retreat that's
1: it's in patmos in greece from may twenty eighth to june 4th it's like a whole six days and it's amazing and the people jen grisanti is a uh mentor um tail uh Taylor Thompson from The Chosen, Marty Young King, uh, Stacey Hawkins, where I think we're six mentors. It's going to be fantastic. Kathy Yonek is the organizer and I apologize, Kathy, for <laughs> screwing up the URL. But anyway, it's a really great experience and everybody last year had such a great time. So I'm excited.
0: Wow. Sounds super fun. And I hope that... Uh but my goodness i would love to attend i i know that there's going to be many people who are interested in this isabel what a fabulous event so thank you for sharing that with us and um let me just circle back real quick to the holiday swap and christmas on the rocks can can people see these
1: on netflix no they they were uh, those uh, are with up tv and i think they they removed them during the you know i don't know if they're going to re-release them mm. uh, i think they're coming out in canada this this christmas but i to be honest i have no i have no idea because even when i i want to like i want to find them i haven't been able to find them I, the, the streamers they take things on and you know they yes. take them off so they do know, but i'm assuming i'm assuming logically that they will come back uh uh-huh. christmas time
0: i hope so and so uh for all of you uh out there that love holiday movies like i do check out the holiday swap and christmas on the rocks and of course secret santa um, yeah, secret right?
1: Santa is not available in the u.s but it's oh. available in canada but it's i mean of course that's my favorite one because it's my first one but you know yes
0: yes um well, you know, we love our holiday movies. So, it's, it's still try and check it out. So, it it might, you might find it somewhere on the internet. It, it, you can always try. And um I wanted to ask you about your first placement with the Nicole Fellowship. Yeah. How did that come about?
1: Well, I was uh so I started as a producer director. And so this the poster you see now Manigans was a web series. We got funding. And I met this writer George, uh, Ouprette, who uh, pitched us a story and um, we produced the first season and we had such a big success that we had a season two. It's like a murder mystery. I mean, <laughs> funny enough now when you, it's very, we did it in two, 2011 but is very similar to the um, glass onion concept. It's Uh a guy who invites five of his friends for his uh, murder. And so it's like, it's very similar. (laughs) it's very similar, a lot of the things that we had in is in the movie, you know, ideas are in the cloud, and I think, you know, uh, not to say that, (laughs) that, uh, you know, uh, what is it, Ryan Johnson uh, took uh, from us, but it's very similar, Uh, murder mystery, but it was a very contained uh, murder mystery, like an Agatha Christie kind of uh, thing, and, um, and I, I mean, that's, you know, I I love that, and at the time I was like, oh, nobody's done Agatha Christie in a wild, You know, I really wanted to do in French, and uh, and so we had a lot of success with that. And then uh, I moved to LA with my kids, and not having the support, it was very difficult to direct. You know, and so I turned to writing, and uh, the so I had written the screenplay in 1999 with my mother. and so uh and at the time anyway it's a long story but Miramax was interested but uh you know I was done with Hollywood so I just left and never uh you know never followed up with uh with with that project so I took um the script and I did a rewrite and I applied, so that was March 2015, thinking, okay, I'm going to start writing. If I can't direct, at least I can do something. And I sent it to the Nickel Fellowship and I placed the quarterfinals. Wow. And uh, yeah, the, the, the first three months. So that it was like a sign for me, like, okay, I think I, I can do the writing thing. And, mm-hmm. and so I got a manager and started, and this is how I met Lane, who I did the... Um, the Christmas movies with and my show many guns got optioned by Warner Brothers it didn't turn into anything but I got my first pitch in Hollywood we sold in the room so that was exciting
0: amazing amazing yeah. and congratulations so that is very prestigious the Nichols Fellowship and so it's you have
1: one s- sorry it's the number one com- uh, screenwriting competition for unproduced screenplays.
0: Amazing, amazing. And uh, Isabel, you have a beautiful accent. You know, I'm part French, so mm. you're my French sister. We're sisters. <laughs> I love that. Don't you? And uh, I'm very proud of my heritage and I'm very proud to be French, part French, and uh, I love it. I believe it's a beautiful language and you have an exquisite Uh, Accent. I love the way you talk and speak, and it's absolutely beautiful. So, making me blush. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's the truth. Um, So, my next question, Isabel, is what do you love about the film industry and what needs to change in the film industry?
1: (laughs) Uh, How long do we have? (laughs) (laughs) As long as you want. Well, I mean, I love, I love, I mean, I love movies. I love how, I mean, movies have impacted me uh, in my life. Uh, you know, I I remember my childhood through the movies that I've seen, like all the movies that took me in different worlds and different, you know, all the lives that I could never live, but, you know, I can live them through the movies. So, I mean, I love I absolutely adore movies and I st- I mean and I still watch movies almost every day. Um the business I mean I think right now we're in a very uh, difficult time, you know. I mean now we're out of for the writers out of the strike but the you know our fellow actors are still fighting for what they deserve and i think uh, the streamers kind of played a little trick on us with like at the beginning when they they came in they threw money at creators and had you know people just embrace that new system uh thinking okay we're gonna you know the less studios maybe more streamers and now it's kind of we're kind of uh in a different place uh i think I think independent films need to make a huge comeback. Mm-hmm. I think this is what's going to save the industry but you know creativity and filmmakers work for no money. We all know like work for no money. They will do everything. They will sell their house to make a movie. They will you know like work in under extremely hard conditions. So I believe that that spirit is going to save the industry. I think like people are gonna keep making movies. People are, because the love of movies is so strong. You know, I had a whole life in Asia and my love of movie brought me back and take a risk and and, and sell my businesses just so i can have a shot and try to do this can i really do this and a lot of people feel that way like if that they get to the end they will have regrets they want to make their movie they want to be heard we have a voice we want to be heard and no matter what happens i believe that people will keep making movies they you know artists need to be um heard their voice need to be heard and you know during the pandemic i saw sometimes these uh about how doctors and nurses and how actors and people made movies that weren't important and yes I mean of course first responders are important but you know what got me through the pandemic while I was stuck in my house were movies and tv shows and stories like we need stories even when the, the you know I mean, as the longest time in human beings, people would sit around uh, fire and tell stories. So mm-hmm. we need we need stories. We need storytelling. We need to be able to escape our reality and and visit other worlds. So I do think that we need to have uh, diversity, more different voices. I think that. Um, women's place in the industry as directors are not getting the support that they should, Mm -hmm. because I see movies and I'm like, wow, like how amazing that these directors get so much support, but when directors are supported, they get to do great things. But if you don't, if you never get the support, then how can you? And, and so I believe that, um, women should get more support the numbers are still going down it's ridiculously small mm-hmm. and people and and in people's mind it's because they think that women are not as good directors it's not it's not the talent that's not there it's the support and the financing and and even in competitions i see like men place more but the reality is it's because there are more men reading those scripts and women's stories don't a lot of times not all and it it is improving but men readers tend to favor men's stories so women don't perform as well in competitions and it's like so competitions should have parity in readers you know yeah. and i think like it's something that you know, we're paying for these competitions to exist. I think people should start asking parity in the reader pool, you know, like anyway. So I'm I get I'm very passionate about this, but yeah, I, I, I think it's uh I mean I still I love what I do. I'm inspired. I think I'm an optimist and I think uh, you know, movies change people. I think movies change the world in small ways. And um you know the, the 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 big millionaires of this the billionaires of this world are not going to crush uh our our flame
0: yes great points isabel uh, i agree with you and i love uh, your sentiment and your sensitivity to the fact of uh, uh of women um supporting other women and helping other women because that's very very important as well we as filmmakers and producers and writers do have a place in this world and um, we you know we respect the men but you're right a lot of we need more opportunity for women's stories directed by women produced Written, starring, and um, you know, production crew by women because we, you know, we can do the job. We are very capable, and uh, I, I believe what you said. I love your points, great points, and uh, I share your sentiment very deeply as well. Um, I did want to ask you, circling back to cons, can you share with us? Oh, cheers! I'm going to cheer. You know, cheers, Isabel. <laughs> cheers. Thank you. Um, I wanted to ask you going back to cons, just for a moment, what was your favorite memory there?
1: Oh, okay. So it was an incredible experience, but there was something magical. So um, there's a group of people, of artists, uh, it's called the Misfit House. They do these underground parties. And it's a very special, like you walk in and they are pop up. So they do it at in Sundance and they do it in Khan And um, so I did something when I went to Khan I was afraid that I was going to have the same experience as Sundance. <laughs> so months before i knew i was going i created a facebook group going to con 2023 and invited people because i wanted to learn from other people like what do i need to do is very intimidating i mean there's thousands of people you so many parties so many things happening so many events mm-hmm. like to navigate is is uh it's something that um is is very is very intimidating and Sundance was a very dramatic experience for me <laughs> you know I went around the world for a year by myself I lived in Asia I built like but Sundance was one of the hardest experience I've ever had <laughs> it was crazy we didn't have signal it was freezing. no Uber like it was just and and Anyway, just navigating the parties was just awful. So I was like, okay, I'm not going through this again. So I created this group. And suddenly I thought maybe I'll have Patricia and 10 other friends. And I ended up with hundreds of people joining. And then I created a WhatsApp thread because in Europe, people communicate, you know, more in WhatsApp and it's more of a live thing. And the, the group kind of blew up. We had hundreds of people, but the quality, and it was just so authentic. The, the communication was just incredible. So I decided, okay, the first day we'll do a like a happy hour with a friend of mine. I was like, okay, let's organize a happy hour. Maybe we'll have 10, 12 people, but it will give us, you know, a few friends that at least will know people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I organized this at the uh, Irish pub the first day, four o'clock. And I'm thinking, you know, my friend's like, are you sure? I said, like, like, just take a couple table because, you know, people don't show up. This is a, you know, fact. People say, I'll come. And we ended up with like... The bar went, we packed the place. There was people all the way to the, to the wow. on the sidewalk. It was like 62, like, I mean, it was crazy how many people showed up. And, mm-hmm. and so it created this atmosphere that was so like, um, like a community. And I met this amazing woman called Angel. She's a real angel, Angel Williams. And she's like, Oh, are you coming to this party tomorrow? I was like, Oh, I'm trying to get in. It's the, It was the Ramfis Entertainment launch. And, and so she invited us, invited me and the friends and I was like, Okay, I'm coming. So I went there. And it was just amazing. It's this uh, Cuban, I think his name is A.J. Leon, and he's a Cuban artist. And he had like a violinist and a cellist and a rapper and painters. And it was just like, and the vibe was just amazing. And I took my daughter. My daughter's twenty, uh, to con with me, but you know she wasn't coming to me. Like she was doing her own thing. And the next day. Uh, I get a text from Angel and says, oh, we have something special for you tonight. Please come. And so I bring my daughter. First time we go out together, you know, like to this party. And it's like there's a line around the block and and they let us in and we go in. And I mean, just like the best atmosphere. And suddenly at one point during the night, AJ taps on my daughter's shoulder and say, please come. So they take us downstairs and we go under, like underground, and it smells like mildew. And we're like, what's going on? And we end up underneath, and it's like a little chamber with candles. Wow. And these two musicians, one cellist, one uh, like, like, uh, like gifted, like prodigy. Mm -hmm. And we sat there, and (laughs) AJ served us Don Perignon, (sighs) and we watched a private concert. and it was just like my daughter and it was so beautiful my daughter and I like like tears flowing and AJ was like Mm. telling us about life and my daughter really needed to to hear that the world is beautiful and Mm. there's magic and it was just so magical I will never forget and and my daughter also and it was the first time we went out together and it was just like you know so this con will always be special to me. And I made friends with all of the misfit house, but shout out misfit house. I I love them. And it was just magical. So anyway, so I was like, it was kind of surreal to be in con and have this treatment. And it was just like, AJ was like, only we only do this once a night for, for special people. So we felt very special.
0: Oh, that's lovely. What a beautiful memory. And, uh, you know there are good people in the world and life is beautiful and there is magic there's magical people and you know uh, uh, magical things that happen and and blessings that happen in the world so i'm so glad that your daughter heard that because we need to hear that once in a while just like your daughter did and it because it inspires us and it keeps us going we all need a little bit of inspiration
1: now and then isn't that right isabel Yeah. And the magic, I think that's why people love Christmas movies so much, you know, it's like that feel believing that people are good and that there's magic in the world. Right. And, and, and when you experience it in real life, then it's like, and you meet real angels, you know, it's, uh, it's special. So for me, it's been an incredible experience and I'm definitely (laughs) looking forward to go back.
0: Aj sounds like a lifelong friend, and I just want to say hi, Aj, from one Aj, AJ. to another Aj. <laughs> that's isn't right.
1: That, that's right. Isn't that interesting? Isn't <laughs> that, that kind of, of, of? I didn't even make the connection. Yes, Aj, <laughs> and they isn't,
0: isn't that neat? I think that's really super super fun. Um, so you know, I did want to ask you, um, what is now? I, this is like a philosophical question. But I wanted to ask you, what is, you're very successful uh, as a filmmaker. So, for all the young filmmakers out there who aspire to be like you, Isabel, what is the secret to being a, a filmmaker? Um, what, is, what is needed? What is the requirement?
1: Ooh. <laughs> There's, a, I mean, first of all, you need the passion. You need to have that flame that I was talking about, because if you don't, this business can be very, very rough. People won't, you know, put white gloves to tell you things, you know, you get uh, criticized, you get notes, you get rejected. You know, it's a very tough business. And often the conditions are not great. You know, you have to pay your dues and you have to work long time and, you know, and there's no guarantee. You you you're you you can't do this business for the result. Yes. You have to do this business because it makes you happy. Right. And there is nothing else that you could do. You know? Like, for yeah. me, I was successful. I was a, you know, very successful entrepreneur. But it didn't fulfill me. You know? I was very, you know, like, at the height of what I could do. But people were like, oh, you're so successful. I was like, yeah, but... There's something missing, Mm -hmm. you know, I, you know, it's like, and I, and I started back from zero, you know, and it takes a lot to do that, especially when you're not 20, but there's nothing else I want to do. There's no plan B. If you have a plan B and you have, you know, you have to have a vision of what you want, but it needs to be that daily life uh, in this business needs to make you happy if it doesn't if you find it you know if if it makes you miserable maybe you're in the wrong business you know maybe you're in the wrong place a lot of people I think are not cut out for this business Mm -hmm. because you have to have tough skin you have to be resilient
0: great answer personal yes not not take things personal great answer Uh, you have to love it you have to have a passion for it and persevere and you have done that so very well Isabel. and that's in your spirit too that's in your soul that is so much an essence of you i can see that you're very uh focused and um artistic and creative and uh,
1: a little bit of luck helps i think you know (laughs) Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, I think uh, vibration can make yes. you a magnet. I often, you know, I use, you know, I, you can call it law of attraction of manifestation or whatever, but I believe that, uh, you know, your mindset is everything. Yes. A growth mindset and and uh, being positive and, and really being clear of what you want and having it come to you. You know and and i so i see that all like i see uh, i often hear you know people go oh how do i go to sell my screenplay how do i meet producer and i'm like maybe you're asking the wrong question maybe how, how think how can producers come to me yeah you know? and people don't like you know of course at the highest level people go to to screenwriters but i'm like it's okay at every level. You can yeah. see the opportunities come to you, and really? people, you know, and and often this is what happens to me. You know, like people come to me because I I see them come to me, and not me go to them, and and it's just a philosophy that I I I, I live by.
0: Absolutely, to try
1: to attract the opportunities to me instead of me running towards them.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. It's that abundance type of mindset. And if someone doesn't have that, it's easy to do. You just start uh, being more confident and um, thinking in abundant, abundant ways. Um, I do have another question I want to ask you um, about artificial intelligence. It's a hot topic, AI, and I wanted to know how you feel about it. And then I want to mention uh, something as well. So over to you. Take it away, Isabel.
1: AI is a controversial topic right now. I know a lot of people uh, are uh, against it. I think uh, so. I I used to be a computer consultant. So I'm very, I worked for Apple when I was 20 years old. So I'm a geek. <laughs> uh, you know, I love technology. So... Uh, I don't think AI is going to go anywhere. I think we have to learn how to use it to enhance the human experience. Uh, I don't use it for screenwriting, because it's, it's really, really bad. But uh, I think uh, I use it for some tasks that are like boring tasks and uh, you know technical stuff. Um, I think it's a good assistant. <laughs> you know, for certain things that I don't have to spend as much time on, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And and I think I think people should not be afraid of it. I think people should learn how to use it because it's here to stay. Mm-hmm. And so I try to, to see what's going, you know, I try to keep up with the technology. I mean, it it is moving very, very fast. Uh, you know, I mean, I use Mid Journey to do posters for my pitch decks, Uh, You know, it's not to sell anything, but it really, you know, like it's not going to go out in public, but it really is a good tool to make beautiful decks, uh, movie posters, uh, you know, like images that represents what you're trying to express as an artist. So it is a good tool for, for, for that. Uh, you know, emails. <laughs> it's very easy, you know, to make emails with with uh, chat GBT or whatever, you know, there's many. Um, but I mean, it's going so so fast that it's hard to keep up. There's a new app every single day. And I'm glad that they're putting regulation. And I think the government should, you know, make regulations. So we people don't have to be afraid. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of AI that people are using that are not scared is just because they're not using the AI. Grammarly is an AI. There's a lot of AIs out there. Like there's a lot of AI that we're using that, uh, you know, already.
0: Mm-hmm. In society. Um,
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just that now it's getting, you know, once you're talking about people's image and people's voices, and this is a different, like, this is kind of like, you know, the sci fi horror movies of the future. But, you know, I think, uh, you know, there, there's, there's goods and bads and everything. But I I think for screenwriting, I don't think that uh, AI can can understand the nuance of the human experience it's too complex and and maybe they'll make like you know bad movies and and you know bad screenplays i i don't know i'm i'm curious to see where it goes but because i'm a geek i'm kind of fascinated by it all but you know I, I you know what's the fun in writing you know what's the fun in, in in not writing if you're a writer like you know i don't understand it but
0: absolutely absolutely and i agree i think uh, government regulations are so important for the writers and we stand in solidarity with our actors who also want to protect their image and their realness um, and their branding. So with that in mind, I wanted to pivot just a moment on this and mention, um, you know, there are some people that want to create AI, non-AI, rather non-AI films. And one uh, filmmaker in particular, director, author, filmmaker is Justine Bateman. She and Juliet Lewis have created a company called Credo 23. Please check that out if you're interested online and uh, what that is, is it is a company that will put a stamp of approval on certain films that have a minimum amount of AI. In other words, the majority of it is a real, let's say real, uh, like, you know, the traditional films with real actors and real locations. Uh, not, you know, simulated uh, uh, backgrounds and, and locations. So for that, I commend Justine Bateman and Juliet Lewis and the uh, Credo 23 company. In fact, you know, I would love to, um, you know, encourage people to check that out and support that, and if that is in, you know, in your interest, then please I uh, researched that on the web and uh, I think there's a pledge form that you, after you've completed your project then you submit a pledge form and then it is reviewed and then there is either a stamp of approval or not. What do you think about that, Isabel?
1: Uh, she's amazing. She came up with a lot of, uh, there was a lot of uh, screenshots from, uh, I think she's on Twitter. Um, I'm no longer on Twitter, but you know, she had, there was a lot of, of, uh, of screenshots from things that she was sharing. She's obviously a very smart woman and, and, and it is important. It is important. Like, I think there's a place, I think there's a play. I mean, maybe like I said, I'm an optimist. I think there's a place when we can uh, improve our lives with the technology without having them you know this thing take over and and replace humans you know like um but again when i talk about like the flame you know i think you, you the human spirit is so strong that i think it will overcome these things and 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 win in the end but i think there is a place that like you know always in the center that we can use these technologies to make our lives better but not overtake the creativity or take over our 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 voice or our faces that's crazy
0: <laughs> well it will be definitely interesting as you said you're a uh you love technology and we want to see where it goes we'll have to find out i do hope the regulations and government come in with more uh protection uh for actors and writers and all of that good stuff that's uh, I really feel strongly about that. Um, I'm so sorry, it's, we're gonna have to start wrapping up soon, but Isabel, you've been so beautiful. You've been a lovely guest, an absolute delight. Is there a message or someone you'd like to give a shout out to before we give our heart messages?
1: Oh, I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh... <laughs> actually yes i i want to give a shout out to my friend kamal uh i know he's having a tough week but he had good news i'm so proud of you and i i think like you know you're an amazing talented writer and uh, so happy for all the success that you've had lately so love you
0: <laughs> very good oh that's wonderful we will we send our best wishes to him and Uh, Thank you so much for that, Isabel. Um, How can people
1: contact you? Are you on Facebook, Instagram? Yes, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. It's uh, at Isabel Dreon, I-S-A-B-E-L, Dreon, my full name everywhere on all the platforms, but I'm not on Twitter. Uh, (laughs) But uh, please, uh, you know, find me at facebook is the one that i'm the most because uh, you know it's it's i love messenger <laughs> but you know instagram tiktok and uh you know find me and my website isabeldrian.com
0: isabeldrian.com website as well so that's beautiful okay please support and follow isabel uh, and also, I wanted to say, uh, from my heart to yours, Isabel, I've enjoyed this so much. You have a beautiful, beautiful presence and energy. And um, uh, this is just, it's been so, I'm so happy. You've made me very, very happy tonight. I love this show. And um, I'm going to start with our heart messages. You know, I usually do each week, uh, our heart messages, meaning it can be a statement, a quote, um or, or something that's on your heart that you just want to share with the world or, or, or anyone um, For my heart message is um, it's never too late it's never too early actually it's never too early to buy Christmas presents for your loved ones, so I know it. We, <laughs> I know it's only October, but have you seen in the stores uh, there's <laughs> Halloween stuff which I love. But there's also some Christmas trees. Have you seen them? Um, They're up and there's some Christmas ornaments. I love that too. So um, now's the time if you see some, you know, a wonderful um, uh, gift for someone, uh, please go ahead and grab it. And it's never too early to start shopping for Christmas. So that's my (laughs) that's my heart message uh, for
1: this week. Isabel, over
0: to you for your heart message.
1: I'll never have a day without christmas mentioned for the rest of my life (laughs) it's like it follows me everywhere now (laughs) well um for my heart message i'm gonna say uh to open your heart and be grateful for everything we have you know i know a lot of people think that oh um you know it was so much better in the past there's a nostalgia for the past but when we actually look at the past and compared to what we have now at uh, technology science uh everything that is happening and this generation z that are so uh mind blowing i have two at home <laughs> and uh you know like just be grateful for all we have people are living to be a 180 years old making movies being on magazines we're having a time where we have You know, we are adding 30 years of our lifetime to be active, 30, 40, 50 years. That is unheard of. Even when I was a kid, it was unheard of. So we almost get two lifetime in one. So make the most of it.
0: I love that. That was, that's so beautiful. Make the most of it. And um, I just, that's, that's the perfect sentiment and the perfect message. Thank you so much, Isabel.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, it's been so much fun. And I've enjoyed this so very much. And I hope you come back in the future, Isabel. again. Uh, we'd love to have you on and talk about your new projects and what you have going on. And um, thank you so much for being uh, so delightful. And Isabel, until we meet again, au revoir.
1: Au revoir. <laughs>